Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and joining me as always is Ken Hester and Jamie Buford. How are both of you doing? Bonjour. Good morning. Hey. I'm good. Ken's going for the international audience. That's right. We do have an international audience. Yeah, in France? All over the place. All over the place. Okay. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. If, it, if we're not there yet... We, we're preparing the way. That's right. <laughs> we're ready. That's right. Awesome. We do want to welcome everybody who are listening right now. And wherever you're listening from, Jamie, what do, you, what do we want them to oh, do? We want them to like, comment, subscribe, and give us five stars. There it is right there. Share so with your friends. friends. Yeah, and Share it's growing. We're getting more and more feedback and more and more listeners. So thank you for listening. We really do hope that this helps you in your journey of ministry. And as we said, Ken, this is about one big thought, right? That's yeah. kind of the gist of it. It's one big thought. I mean, you know, and it's helping people in ministry. It's helping people navigate through the ups and downs, the ins and outs, whether it's normal ministry or whatever we've experienced for the last year plus now. Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> on the one year anniversary of all things COVID, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, what's weird is on social media this last week, uh, you started seeing people posting a year ago today. Yeah. The roads were clear, like mm. nobody was out and about. People were just kind of on lockdown, basically. A year ago this past wow. week, all yeah. of Facebook crashed due to church. <laughs> That's right. Probably. A year ago today, everybody was figuring out how to stream live That's using right. their iPhones That's like right. in yeah. their house, you know. Yes. And uh, But I think this podcast has been very timely as we are currently in COVID and coming out of it. Amen to that, Amen. right? Amen. That's right. I don't know about you, but I start to see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. Yeah. Start to see things opening up. It yep. feels like we're we're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, but still, we've now got to, to, to navigate the continued hybrid effect. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't think yeah. we'll ever go 100% fully back to the way, quote unquote, the way things were. Yeah. There will be new normals, new things to experience, new ways to do ministry. But then there's some things that stay the same. Yeah. Right. The care stays the same. How you interact with volunteers, yeah. volunteers interact with leaders. It all remains the same. It just looks a yeah. little different. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's dealing with it. As we mentioned, you know, kind of jokingly, jokingly, but seriously international yeah. uh, people all over the world are dealing with this as well. There's nobody that's been really immune from how to figure it out. And mm -hmm. I'm talking to people all the time from different countries um, that are dealing with it, that are yeah. kind of figuring out, Hey, how do we do this? And, Dealing with the same challenges, uh, kind of the good and the bad of social media and the accessibility. It's good. Uh, it's also bad, but it's it can be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, so we're all dealing with it. But um, but yeah, so we got one big thought happening today. Yeah, we sure do. So like we said, the title of this podcast is One Big Thought. Guys, what is today's one big thought? Well, as we mentioned a little bit before is, is how you interact with volunteers, how volunteers interact with leaders. So we're going to actually, uh, we're going to help volunteers today. We're going to do a two-part series. That's right. It's our very first This one. is our first two-parter. Our first two-parter. Two yeah. So today we're going to focus in on seven things volunteers should say to leaders. Yep. Yeah. And everybody needs volunteers. Right. <laughs> and uh, volunteers need good quality leaders. So as Ken just said, this is a great thing for even the leader to know. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So what should volunteers be asking me? And as we reemerge, from COVID back to reality, I know we're struggling with it at Crossroads. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, we're, we're a decent sized church and we're struggling with finding volunteers. We're struggling with trying to get people re-engaged. So yeah. if there's a time to lean into a two-part podcast on volunteers and leaders, this is it. So you said there's seven of them, Ken. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off with the first one? All right. All right. The first one is don't just tell me what you do or what to do, but teach me how you think. All right. Can I just, can I just be totally transparent? Yes. The moment I heard that, I thought of the teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea. What yes, like, as a, you're saying that, like, that's, that's, a total, do, teach that's, me a, that's a separate podcast. Teach me how you think. I'm thinking, teach me how to Dougie. Teach yeah. me how to Do you not know that? I do not you even know, know what you're teach talking me about. How to no, what is this? Wow. We're, is we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll talk offline. So, all right, Ken, so you said, but, don't, don't just tell me what to do. Teach me how you think. Yes. Yes. And we talked about that's this interesting. Like, a little bit in last week's podcast. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back, listen to Pastor Joshua Redding on diversity and development. But Development is key when in, in teaching volunteers how to think. You can tell anyone what to do. Do this. Here's a task list. They're going to do it, and they're going to come back yep. and, and say it's complete. But when you help people understand how you think as a leader, give them the why behind the what, mm-hmm. then now yeah. you're developing them to become leaders and lead other people rather than just checking off the list getting things done and then coming back to you for the next set of things to do. Yeah. I think what you just said is true. It's not just about delegating. It's about developing. Mm -hmm. So I think too often people want volunteers. They can just give them stuff to do like, and that's okay. Like we need people where you can just say, just go do this. Right. But how often do you really develop them? So I think what I'm hearing you say, Ken, is a volunteer, if you're a volunteer, you should be asking the question, Hey, develop me. Yeah. Don't just, don't just give me a bunch of things to do, but give me the why behind it. Tell me why I'm doing this mm-hmm. and develop me so that I can actually, I guess it's ownership. Yeah, for sure. And, and volunteers, of course, at the same time, like if you're wanting more, but your leader isn't giving it to you, mm-hmm. then be a little proactive, yeah, cool. right? Yeah. Say, hey, don't just tell me what to do. Like this is you as a yeah. volunteer taking that ownership yeah. and saying, please, leader, don't just tell me what to do. Tell me how you teach me how you think. Mm-hmm. Teach me how you want this done so that I can take it off your plate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you could go and do something else to move us forward while I take that. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's a great that's one. Thing. That is a good All right. One. The second one is this, uh, help people understand vision so they can make their own decisions. I think vision is so critical. I think leaders need to spend a lot of time in vision, but as a volunteer, what it's going to do, it should help you uh, know what the vision is know the vision from the leader, like really as soon as they kind of know it. And then in the spirit that they kind of heard it, use it to build people, not ministry. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, the vision is not just to build a ministry. It's to develop people. And volunteers need to know the vision behind the why. So it's not just about telling them why. Mm -hmm. It's also about the vision of it. So I think people don't get excited about just tasks or just cleaning up or just setting up things. Right. It's part of it. They get excited when they know why the vision is of that and the spirit of that. I, I like how that's worded in there. It's the spirit that people are hearing vision yeah. and deli- and relaying vision. And so as a leader, as I'm kind of getting direction from God or from our elders or from other pastors or whatever, I need to convey that in that same kind of spirit and tone that is brought in. That way you as the volunteer get excited about it. And, you know, a pitfall oftentimes with that is as leaders will get information, like you said, from the Lord, from other leaders, from elders, from whoever, and then we'll send that out in an email or we'll send that out in a text message. Right. And that's not the spirit 
that you want to convey. Yeah. So have those conversations with people, have lunches with them. You know, Pastor Andy, I know you do that often is like you will have even a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting or whatever. You'll video conference in and say, even if we can't meet in person, I want you to hear my heart in it. I want you to hear the spirit behind it. And if volunteers start asking that, if you feel like you're getting just emails and just information as a volunteer, again, take it up a notch and say, hey, I'm not sure if I understood the spirit that you wanted to deliver yep. that in. Could you give me some more you know, context? Yeah, and if you're a volunteer listening, listen, as a leader, I, I love it when volunteers want to meet and are proactive about it. You know, as leaders, we should be doing that anyways. Like that should be a high priority on our end. But sometimes, let's face it, as leaders, you get busy and sometimes you forget. Mm -hmm. And so again, this is seven things volunteers should say. So sometimes the volunteer is, hey, can we just meet? Mm -hmm. And I just want to hear your heart about what's going on. That's not, that's not a threatening thing. That's a really good thing. Yeah. And, and you just mentioned priorities, which leads us to the next one. It says, please don't presume that our priorities are aligned. Yeah. As a volunteer, <laughs> you know, my priorities are a lot different than, than you as a leader, right. as, as a ministry leader or as a pastor or whatever. Like a lot of times as a volunteer, I am in the kind of the front lines or the behind the scenes or the nitty gritty details of what needs to be done. And leaders are visionary leaders are, you know, often leading from stage, leading from up front, trying to figure out the direction that we're going next. Again, whether it's kids ministry, youth ministry, curriculum, small groups, whatever, you're often leading that way. But as a volunteer, if I can ask a question, you know, or, or say, don't presume that our priorities are aligned. Could you, could you help me focus in what needs to be done yep. and providing that focus helps the organization move forward? Yeah. And I think this is also a, a very important thing that volunteers should be asking about their role. So another way of saying this too is, Hey, what's my role? Like define it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's for the leader to already have established, this is where I need you. This is why I need you. This is what I need you to focus on. But if all you're doing is just kind of throwing things out there, if you're just kind of delegating, hey, go take care of this, but you don't give them any real focus behind it or the priority behind it, mm -hmm. the volunteers are just going to do the best they can to figure it out. So as a volunteer, again, be proactive and ask the question, like, what's my motivation? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, or an easy thing, too, for priorities is, is to say, when do you want that done by? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm guilty of this as a, as a leader and a, a overseeing other staff members and things like that. Well, I'll say, yes, let's do that. Go do that. And what's great about I love about my team is they'll usually ask me, do you want that done today? Do you want that done next week? Right. When do you want mm -hmm. that accomplished? Because I'm already moving on to the next thing. That's just my personality. But as, as volunteers, or if you don't feel like you're getting that clarity, just ask for that clarity. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, don't even worry about that today. I can get that tomorrow right. or, or do that next week. But that'll, that'll help you as well. Yep. Very good. All right. Our fourth one is this. So the fourth thing out of seven things volunteers should say to leaders is, in the long run, I prefer the challenge of confrontation to the complacency of underperformance. I like that one a lot. In other words, it's about challenge me to be better. Don't just allow me to settle. So again, volunteers need to be a little proactive to say, hey, if I'm not doing it the way I should be doing it, or if I'm not doing it the way you want to do it, then challenge me so I can do it better. Yeah. And I think people don't like confrontation, do they, Jamie? 
Not everybody. Not everybody, I, right? I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it? What do you think, Jamie? What do you think the fear is for volunteers to be? Because that, in order to ask that, a volunteer has to be somewhat okay with that confrontation Vulnerable, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause some will avoid the question completely if they yeah. don't enjoy confrontation. And then some are totally comfortable with it and will, will ask that question boldly. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want lazy leaders. No. Nor do we want lazy volunteers. Right. And I think the the slippery slope is when you stop being challenged as a volunteer and you start to just kind of settle in, it's really just kind of get lazy. Mm-hmm. And, free, and yeah. then you forget your focus, you forget your why, uh, as opposed to, hey, you know, confront me on, you know, not being complacent, you know, make me, make me better, yeah. you know, as a volunteer. And leaders, again, if you're a good leader, you, you love that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. I think sometimes, too, I, I equate this to kind of like a personal trainer situation where you go into the gym and if, if I have my own workout, I'm going to push myself to a certain level. But if I have somebody else, if I ask someone else to challenge me, don't let me settle. I, I can get one more rep in. I can get, you know, I might not even think that I can, but if you challenge me to, then, I, then I'll step up to and that. And they're going to push you to something you never thought you would. Right. So as volunteers, learn. if yeah. you ask your leader that, then they're going to push you to something mm-hmm. that you didn't even think was possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's me, number five. You just did that, number four. <laughs> number five, number five. Uh, give me an opportunity that overwhelms me. And mm. that is, as a volunteer, if you say that to a leader, that, like, for me, even reading that, it, like, makes me giddy. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> let me let me challenge. Again, it's in the same kind of heart as the last one. Is like, yeah. let me challenge you. Do you have any, any positions that are blocked by complacent people, right? So it, it, it's these, these two kind of go hand in hand. Where I was like, all right, if I can give you something that over that you feel like maybe overwhelms you, that might challenge you as a volunteer and might also challenge you to step up into leadership a little bit to involve other volunteers with you. So you're not just kind of sitting around and going, all right, well, th- these are the things that I've always done and um, I'm not really challenged. I'm, and it may feel like it's overwhelming in the moment, but once you accomplish that, then now you, now you realize that you just reset the standard. The standard is no longer overwhelming. The standard is I can get that done. Now give me something else that challenges me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking one of the reasons why a volunteer needs to ask that, because I think sometimes if you have a good leader that's working with you, the leader's going to see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes a volunteer might not even know what that is. Like they might not yeah. know, because yeah. again, yeah. we're trying to develop them. We're not just trying to delegate. <laughs> right. We're trying to develop. So a, a good leader should be developing volunteers to keep moving forward, not just, you know, not just stick where they are. Mm-hmm. But a volunteer, you might you might have hit your rope and not know what your next thing is. If you're working with a good leader, they've already seen something in you that you probably haven't seen in yourself. So mm-hmm. I, I like that question because when you ask that question, give me something, give me an opportunity that overwhelms me. To me, I interpret that of going, okay, I'm going to give you something that I know is in you. Yeah. Mm. That might be a stretch for That's you. Great. You know what's a perfect example of that? I do not. Me podcasting. Hey, that is very true. It is so true yep. because when he first asked me to podcast with him, what, a year and a half ago? It was actually or, the Beyond the Pulpit thing. Yeah. We were doing a, a video online, wasn't yeah. that? And it was I was like, thing. you think you want me, but trust <laughs> me, you don't want me. You put yeah. a microphone in front of my face and I'm going to turn to Jello. But he saw something other than that and he kept pushing me. And, and, and now through, look at you. Look at me. And now I actually really enjoy now it. You have but your I own podcast. <laughs> Jamie's got her own merchandise. She's got her own merchandise now. (laughs) 
But I would have ne- absolutely never known how much I enjoy this had he not pushed me. Yep. So that's so, so true. Well, you know, well done. that's uh, that's yeah. good leadership. <laughs> no. And that's very true because you were yeah. very, I remember you were very nervous about oh, so the nervous. microphone and being oh. on camera. And then of course, podcasting and, oh, you, but to your credit as of, cause this isn't part of your job. You're on right. staff, but you don't have to do this. Like, right. <laughs> you know, and in fact, right. I've asked you, like, I didn't make you do it. Yeah. Right. I probably could have, <laughs> but we, it, but yeah, I made fine. you do it. <laughs> yeah. Ken, I'm like, Hey, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. But no, it was like, Hey, would you want to do that? And you were unsure, but it was like, Hey, no, you can do this. And yeah. now, now you're, now people know you, Look they recognize me, you. Pro. You got your own merchandise out there. <laughs> I mean, you're like, people are going to wonder where this merchandise is. I know. <laughs> I heard they create Jamie B for merchandise. So, all right. Um, yeah, that's a great example, Jamie. Uh, the sixth one is this, is your excellence becomes my expectation. Again, this is from the volunteer side. So these are seven things volunteers say to leaders. So as a volunteer, you should say to your leader, hey, your level of excellence excellence needs to become my expectation. So are we expecting something that we don't know ourselves as volunteers? And uh, the attitude of I'm here to be a blessing, not to be impressive as a volunteer. So I'm not here to, a volunteer is not there to impress people. At least you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, hey, mm-hmm. look at me. I'm here to volunteer and save the world. You know, it's it's not about that. It's about, I want to be a blessing. But leaders already know what their level of expect, expectation is. And the reason why a lot of leaders don't really use volunteers well is because they're too nitpicky on their level of excellence. Mm. Right. So I don't like the chair set up that way. So I'm going to set them up my way there. But then what happens is then the volunteer is doing, or the, the leader ends up doing all the work and the volunteers right. are just standing there watching them mm-hmm. as opposed to let the volunteer do it, but then let them know, Hey, that was okay, but you need to do it at this level. You yeah. know, I want the chairs set this way. Yeah. I guess I keep going back to chairs because of 15 years of youth <laughs> yes. ministry. Yes. Yeah, I've set up tens of thousands chair. of chairs. It was always a big deal to me, like a round table. And portable church and all this Yeah, stuff, por- oh, we did portable <laughs> church. Yeah, we did set up teardown. We did multi-site. Yeah. And listen, I've gotten my way. But when I show students in student ministry or adults in, you know, multi-site, hey, this is how I want them set up. Mm-hmm. Just like this. Mm-hmm. Not your way. I want them this way. And I have a reason for it. Here's the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why. Now do it this way. And if you don't, I'm gonna throw a chair across the room. <laughs> He's gonna pull a Bobby Knight <laughs> on you, which I did multiple oh, times. Wow. I, I said chuck chairs all the time. Like no, I said in a circle. <laughs> but that's incredible. You know, I, but, I tell you to but this you day conveyed though, your level of of excellence there. Conveyed my level. So there's yeah. a that's reason it. for it. There's a there's a yeah. purpose behind it. And as you carry people through that as a leader, again, yeah. if a volunteer asks you, you know. Hey, can you show me your level of excellence? Because that now becomes my expectation. That's right. If I just, if as a volunteer, if I just do things the way that I think that they should be done, but don't ask the leader how that he wants or she wants them to be done, then there's the expectation gap. And here's, here's the final thing I'll say about this. Then we can go to the last one. Uh, Again, there's a lot of probably former youth pastors, current youth pastors. (laughs) So they know my pain, but back to the chair example, which is a very real, I've not been in youth ministry now for, 10 plus years and it's still raw. So, but here's how that works. Again, a simple, silly illustration. But once I showed the the key volunteers how to set up those chairs, I remember new volunteers coming in and I didn't have to train them. Yep. Yep. The old volunteers like, no, 
listen, Andy will throw a chair. <laughs> you need to set them this way. I don't know why. He, he's crazy. But this is what he wants, right? <laughs> the redhead comes yeah, out. Yeah, this is what he wants, and this is how it needs to be done, and then they would do it. So right. it's also a multiplication down the line yeah. that if I'm a good leader and I'm conveying excellence to my volunteers, then those volunteers can then relay it down the road. Yeah, and what again, it's like you set me up. It's like you just alley-oop me for the slam dunk. <laughs> Leads yeah. us right into our final one, and that's oh. please push me patiently. So um, if you, as a volunteer, can ask your leader for some grace, yeah. then that, yeah. that goes a long way. That covers up a multitude of mistakes. And you say, own, again, own it. As a volunteer, you know, push me patiently. You want me to set up these chairs? You want me to do this? You want me to print those? You want me to lead this way? You want me to, you know, greet this way or or, or seat people this way, whatever it is. If I, I'm going to make mistakes, but if you push me patiently, yep. then I'll respond better. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of volunteers don't speak up when it comes to that kind of thing. They just quit. Yeah. They just go, all right, well, I guess I'm not doing what I should yeah. do, so I'm out. Yep. And and again, there's there's healthy leaders yep. and there's unhealthy leaders. There's healthy volunteers, unhealthy volunteers. And so we're talking about, you know, if you want to be a healthy volunteer and work with a healthy leader, these are great, phenomenal questions that you can ask. All right. So we just said this is part one of part two. Uh, so again, we're going to flip the script next <laughs> week. So today we talked about seven things volunteers should say to leaders. Join us next week for our next podcast to drop, which is seven things leaders should say to volunteers. As always, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Ken. And thank you to all our listeners. We'll catch you next week.